0: Boundless Authenticity Podcast. Angela Wicks is not only psychically gifted, she is a Reiki master, author of Llewellyn's Little Book of Unicorns, and editor, and has contributed to Finding Your Calm, 12 Methods to Release Anxiety, Relieve Stress, and Restore Peace. Angela, what's going on? Uh,
1: quite a bit, actually. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> I hope I got that
0: introduction right, because I know you have um, written some other books as well, and you've contributed to so many different things.
1: Yeah, it's been really exciting, um, actually, especially with this recent book, with Finding Your Calm. um, I've had a lot of fun collaborating with other people who are specializing on these topics and just seeing the wisdom that they have on their specialty areas. So it's been really, really f- fascinating.
0: Yeah, that's true. That must've been a really awesome, um, just working alongside people like Cindy Dale, et cetera, You know. Yes,
1: definitely. Yeah. And, um, you know, in what she contributed in this book was on, um, the vagus nerve and that i mm-hmm. think is just so interesting the work working learning how to work with the vagus nerve to help kind of reset your nervous system and um she's always so great bringing in shocker work too so um yeah her energetic insights are always really really intriguing
0: yeah i bet so what even was the inspiration for this book like how did it all happen
1: Yeah. It's an interesting story. So, um, as an acquiring editor, I was an acquiring editor for almost 12 years at Llewellyn. And, um, as an acquiring editor, you're always, you know, you're looking at submissions and as a publishing team, we're coming up with book ideas and seeing what readers are wanting. Um, and then sometimes we'll come up with a book idea and then try to find an author to write that book. And in this case, um, author Shannon Yarazari, who has had written a couple of books with Llewellyn, proposed a book on the topic of ASMR, which is, if you aren't familiar, it's Autonomous, autonomous Sensory Meridian Response, which is, all the videos that people have been putting out of like really calming, quiet, just soft noises. (laughs) I don't know if you've seen that trend, but um, it's that, that kind of methodology that it just describes a kind of like, if you're watching someone, for example, if you're watching a video of someone like brushing someone else's hair, that could be really calming, or it could be just like, a really soft noise of like crinkling paper or someone speaking really quietly. There's so many different things that it could be, but it kind of like gives you this tingling goosebumps, like almost like your brain is being massaged. It's just like a really kind of fascinating experience that you probably are experiencing at different areas of your life, but you don't really call it out of like, Oh, this is something that's happening. But, um, people started pinpointing this experience and then trying to do it intentionally. And Shannon was thinking of writing a book on the topic, which we, we thought was really interesting, but we didn't see how um, our readers would take an entire book on that because so much of it relies on audio and visual and it just didn't seem to translate. So from there, you know, I was thinking, what is the intention of that? And it's stress relief. It's calming and readers definitely are looking for that. So we landed on the idea with Shannon of maybe you offer a single chapter and we form a book around this concept of what are some unusual and different ways that we might not all initially be thinking of for stress relief. Like we think of meditation, get good, you know, get good sleep and all these different kinds of ways that maybe aren't your automatic. So um, that's kind of how the book came about. So we just brainstormed different topics. We started talking with some of our top authors of like, what would you write about? What is an intriguing thing that you do for stress relief or that you do with your clients? And um, this was the result. So yeah, it came out with some really, a really interesting combination of just like ranging from tuning into the wisdom of your body and, um, connecting with your empathic energy. There's aromatherapy, there's astrology, there's just so much stuff. And I just, I turned into. Yeah.
0: Awesome. I mean, what's your favorite chapter besides your chapter?
1: (laughs) um I I think it would be the chapter on um empaths uh, by Christy Robinette she wrote a book um that was recently released maybe a year ago about and it's titled embrace your empathy um and that's a topic that I have really, really loved because, um, being someone who is very sensitive, very emotionally and energetically sensitive, I'm always very drawn to, um, you know, the sensitive person's resource (laughs) materials. Um, and Christy is really, really great in that area. So she offered just different, um, calming techniques if you identify as an empath or even if you don't, they can still benefit you, but um, of different things that you can be focusing in on as an empath and be paying attention to.
0: Okay. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Um, Yeah. I think there are a lot of people out there who are, I don't want to use the word undiagnosed, (laughs) maybe unaware.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: uh, The extent of how empathic they are and they just kind of, have freak outs, you know? know. (laughs) Like, yeah, well it's
1: like yeah, you can go about your day and by the time you come home, you just, you know, maybe you started out your day like, oh, I got such a good sleep. My breakfast was awesome. This drive to work was really good. Hey, it's good to see you. But by the end of the day, you get home and you're like depressed and you have zero energy and you just crash. And it's like, why? The day was like so good, but like maybe in the day, it's like these different interactions you had. You kind of absorbed what everyone else was kind of putting out and needing to let go of, and you took took it all on. I think a lot of us, just if you aren't aware of it or paying attention, um, it can just be kind of a weight. And once once you kind of turn the light on and are more aware, it's like, oh, okay, I can put a better boundary, or I can let this go. This isn't mine, or you know, you can do. Like a calming technique practice that Christy offers in the book to kind of reset yourself.
0: Yeah, I think once you become a mindfulness master, you become a yeah. little bit more aware of what's going on out there. Like sometimes definitely. I definitely still feel it. These days, it's been crazy. And I don't even want to say within the past three years because we all know what happened, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, people's energies have been so intense. I'll go out to the grocery store and an hour later, I feel like somebody just unplugged me from the socket, you know?
1: Right. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I wonder how it is for those who just don't even know that being an empath is a thing or energy and all that, you know, they just feel unwell. They're like, I don't know why I feel drained. Yo. Yeah. Yo.
1: I've definitely been there. So I get it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But tell me about, Your chapter, Finding Peace Through Good Sleep Practices.
1: Yeah, so this was the topic that I wanted to write on because it is an area of my life that I have needed to work at and that I've struggled with and that I've really needed to pay attention to. So I've gathered a lot of really good tools around it. Um, I'm someone who has had issues with insomnia. I have sensory processing issues. So I'm really sensitive to noise and light. Um, And like as an empath, you know, if you take on a lot during the day, maybe you have those cycling thoughts at night and you just can't stop it. So for whatever reason, um, if you have sleep issues, um, I really poured a lot of my resources into this chapter. So I, I'm i talking about like how to optimize your environment for sleep. That's kind of how I started out. Um, and like looking at what is working and not working in your space um, and how to set it up for you to be beneficial. So maybe that means eliminating the TV from your room or not letting yourself bring your phone in your room. Um, but for someone else, it might be leaving that in there and letting yourself unwind. You know, it's, it's, that's something that I specify too, is like, it's really individual what works for one person and what doesn't work for another, because, you know, we're all wired differently. Um, what works for a neurodiverse individual could be the exact opposite for someone who isn't neurodiverse. So, um. But then I go into like defining sleep challenges. So like for me, I know if I have caffeine later in the day, that is going to be a total hit for me that night. I'm not going to get a good sleep. Um, But for some people, they take caffeine. And I like I know for people who have ADHD, for some people who have ADHD, taking caffeine actually puts them to sleep. So it can be highly individual. So just looking at like, what are your sleep challenges? And I call those out, like to kind of cue people to pay attention to like, this could be an issue. Um, and then I'm looking at ener- how to energetically work through some of the challenges. So if you're having tro- troubling dreams, I offer um, a practice on how to re-enter and explore the subject of your dream and kind of repurpose that into a useful practice. Um, I'm looking at creating a really successful sleep routine. So like setting a time, what your wind down practice is. Um, I really love listening to an audiobook, but then other nights I need more like activities. So I'll play solitaire or, you know, whatever it is. Um, so like looking at whatever your pre-sleep activities are. So it's like, like what you were saying, being more mindful and just aware of like, what am I doing? What's working? What's not? And looking for the solutions. Um, but then I offer three really key practices that are more, um, physically and energetically focused. So I partnered with Shannon Urazari, um, who is a yoga instructor to, Create a couple of sequences that are one is focused on movement, and then one is really restorative to kind of prep your body physically to have good sleep. And then there's another practice where I really love. Um, work, like I wrote the book, The Secret Psychic. So I'm someone who is really, really passionate about connecting with spirit. And so one of the practices that I offer in in my sleep chapter is on connecting with spirit and the higher self to help you wind down and tune in and make that connection and download any intuitive guidance that might be waiting for you um, so that you can have a quiet mind when you're once you finally are going to sleep. And then the final practice is a guided meditation and energy work practice for specifically for relaxation and um guiding yourself into good sleep for the night so um as with my chapter all of the other chapters in the book are really really practice focused so there's a lot of really good practice really loading up the book which is great
0: yeah i feel like that's an important point to
1: interject
0: here that it is a very practical book um -hmm. and i think it's a great work that you guys have come up with because there's a lot of people that just they want solutions and they want it right now you know
1: right (laughs) and they don't want to have
0: to (laughs) spend a lot of time on google or youtube or something trying to find the answers to the questions they're all right here in this one pretty handy book you know so yeah yeah Yeah. really i'm really happy that you guys put this together um thank you yeah but i want to talk about unicorns
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: we can do that <laughs>
0: yeah i definitely want to talk about unicorns my little one comes up to me and she's like i know everything there is about unicorns and i'm like really oh i love she it she starts talking about all these different things this one's an alicorn this one's a thing. i'm like a what that's a
1: thing <laughs> that's so sweet yeah yeah so I I wrote this book called Llewellyn's Little Book of Unicorns and this came about because Llewellyn has a series of books um that are the Llewellyn's Little Books of and um so they have you know book uh, there's a book on meditation there's one on herbs um. Right. There's one on psychic wrote, work.
0: Yeah, you wrote the one on mindfulness, the little book of mindfulness, right?
1: Um. No. Um. So, that's the complete books. So they have their little okay. books, and then they have their complete books. And I contributed to Llewellyn's complete book of mindful living.
0: Ah. Okay. There you so go. that's
1: another one. But um, yeah. With these little books, we decided to do one on unicorns and. I ended up writing it, which was super fun because like your daughter, I was also a huge fan of unicorns as a kid. (laughs) (laughs) And it was really fun to just dive in and explore it again as an adult. Um, so I, I wrote, um, part of it about like the fable and, the history around the world and different cultures of how, you know, unicorns have been presented and how um, they have come about. Um, so I have that in there. And then the main heart of the book is really about exploring like your own inner magic. Like what, what are unicorns about? And I'm, I'm referencing them as like an archetype of just this, spark of what is like what is igniting your joy in such an authentic way and maybe what are the things that you've let go of um and how can you re-engage with that um so i i break it out into um like uh the tools of the unicorn so i'm looking at um <laughs> things like uh reflecting ponds like in the lore of unicorns they look at themselves in the mirror or in reflecting ponds and they can't look away because they're so fascinated by their own beauty. (laughs) So, um, so in part of the book, I'm, I'm looking at like, what is your own self-reflection or what are magnified moments that maybe you need to look at more? Um, So it's, it's a lot about like looking into the heart of your imagination, your authentic self, finding those pieces um, that are really inspiring about yourself that all of us kind of let go as we're growing up to try to fit in to the norm and the average of cultures because we don't want to be like outcast or ostracized. Um, And so it's kind of rediscovering those lost pieces so that you can be your whole and true magical self. And looking at it through the lens of unicorn is just so fun.
0: Well, you know how that goes with inculturation. <laughs> it's yes. very difficult for the average person. And it's kind of sad. I don't think very many people really truly individuate and they miss out on the better part of themselves because mm-hmm. they just want to fit in. And it's kind of sad. But yeah. you know, that is the way it is. I guess we can do <laughs> what we do and hope that some people will find a little bit deeper knowledge of themselves, I guess. But I mean, right. I'm going to ask a question. It might be silly, but what exactly is the spiritual significance of a unicorn?
1: Um, a lot of, uh, like in my personal exploration of it, it is, um, like I talk about who are you, your unicorn people, that's one thing that I bring up in the book of like, okay, who, who is the epitome in your life? The people who have inspired you that have, um, not let you down and consistently have been like someone that you have really been inspired by and looked up to. Um, that's kind of, that's kind of a big heart of it. Um, the spirituality of the unicorn is, just like this heightened energy and it's, it's like allowing yourself to reconnect with that authenticity. That is that heightened energy. It's the whole you. Um, and it just has this, um, sparkle, the sparkle to it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. I am very fascinated by I'm trying to learn more about unicorns since that uh, whole thing with she knows everything about unicorns came up. (laughs) (laughs) I was completely unaware of anything to do with unicorns. I don't think unicorns were very big when I was growing up. At least not here where I was growing up.
1: Yeah. I'd say in the 80s, they were pretty big and then they weren't. And then in, yeah, about 10 years ago, they were again. (laughs) which was interesting to see the cycle.
0: Yeah. Interesting. So how long have you been doing the Reiki thing?
1: Um, it has been about 20 years. Wow. Um, yeah. I started Reiki when I was in college. Um, I actually was doing energy work on my own not really knowing that that's what I was doing, but I was doing it on my pets um, and myself as I was falling asleep, which coincidentally is like a practice that I include in finding your calm, is doing that energy on yourself as you're going to sleep. Um, So I was kind of doing this practice on my own. And then I learned about this thing called Reiki. And that's kind of when it was within our um western culture here was kind of becoming a little bit more known and i found an instructor and she attuned me and um you know i just kept learning from there and um a few years later i ended up in a program it was a 3 year program that wasn't specifically um for reiki alone it was more a broad energy work class, which is kind of more of what I'm aligned with. It's less the, um, it's less the Reiki can is very like, put your hands here, do this. These are the symbols. It's very structured and I work much more intuitively. Um, and so I did this program for a few years, um, where we were working with terminally ill, um, patients. and and part of the program. So it was really significant and insightful. And I learned a lot in that program. Um, and from there, I, I was trained with, um, Raven keys in her medical Reiki program. And she was just amazing as well. So, um, you know, in, in my own experience, I, I was a massage therapist for a time, and I would offer energy work in my sessions. Sometimes it would just happen during massage, and <laughs> I just was like, okay, if this is what they need, if they're accepting it, um, this is this is just as what's going to happen. Um, and then I received it myself as well. Um, I'm so grateful that hospitals especially have become more aware of this type of work. And um, after a couple of surgeries, I've had volunteers who have been in the hospitals who've offered me Reiki and energy work. And it's just so, so meaningful and just a really beautiful exchange. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because I saw that you said you're a certified medical Reiki master. I was wondering how that was going.
1: Yeah, I, so I trained with Raven Keys while I was working on her medical Reiki book because I was her acquiring editor and, um, I was doing the developmental edit, helping her write that book and get it out to publication. And as part of that, I was really digging into what are, what are readers going to need? what are doctors going to need? um, And then what are the practitioners going to need? Those are the three key audiences of that book. And in order to really see it from the inside, I was like, Raven, I would really love to do this training. And so um, she allowed me to enroll in one of her classes. um, And it was just very fascinating, very meaningful.
0: Okay. All right.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, that sounds pretty cool. You're a very gifted person.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: Well, Angela, I can't think of any more questions for you.
1: <laughs>
0: I really want people to check out the book. Where can they find it?
1: Um, They can go to my website. It's, Angela dot Wix. it's W-I-X dot com. Forward slash arts. Um, it's also available, I mean, it, if you look on Amazon at your local bookstore, you can request it through independent um, bookstores as well. It's also available on Llewellyn.com, and if you go, to, that's L-L-E-W-E-L-L-Y-N.com, and if you go through Llewellyn, who is the publisher, they're actually offering 50% off through the end of the month on one of my books. It's actually The Secret Psychic. Um, so if you go through Llewellyn.com, you can get that 50% off on that book as well.
0: The end of the month, as in November? Because this it's is the December. The sorry. December
1: 31st, 2023.
0: Okay. All right, great. Well, Angela, it was really great talking to you. Thanks for being on the Boundless Authenticity Podcast.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: You're welcome.